Hey, welcome back everyone to Two Nobodies, another version of Two Nobodies Talk. And she decided to come back, which is great. Uh, her first episode was awesome. I think she did so well. May, welcome back to Nobody's Talk. So excited to talk to you again. Thank I don't you. know if we're going to be talking about cockroaches again, but uh, <laughs> that was that seemed to be a hot topic the last time. Yes. Hopefully yeah. not. Hopefully not this time. They did is spray that... it today, so hopefully that this is the last time. We'll see. The issue is done. For people who don't know, May was talking about how you know cockroaches in the philippines are just another level and she she They're didn't massive. see yeah you didn't think that these things were even cockroaches so no. i found that pretty funny no i yeah. saw a tiny dead one today when i got home after they sprayed it and i thought maybe it was just a piece of dirt but no it was an actual cockroach <laughs> our canadian cockroaches are just sad that's pretty yes. much the message that which is good you don't want yeah them no i i don't want the big ones yeah yeah no, no. they can stay there they can stay in asia <laughs> yeah, they can stay in Asia. That's that's perfectly fine. Um, what's been going on with you? I mean, it's been a few weeks, and yeah. uh, you said you were uh, at some sort of financial conference and such, and yeah. and learning about all kinds of things. But you're in beautiful BC, so yes. how was that? I love BC. I was in Whistler yeah. for four days, and then yeah. Vancouver for four days after. Is is skiing? Are they starting to ski there yet, or is it too? Ah, uh, no, there was no snow yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, we got to Whistler. There was no snow. It snowed the next day, and then it melted. Mm. So there's no skiing, but the weather is beautiful. People were yeah. outside eating on patios. Mm. It was nice. It sounds so wonderful. It Especially, was. I mean, we've had some decent weather here right now, but I mean, it's yeah, no, no not patio season. That's not patio sure. season. No, I was dreading getting off the plane yesterday because I hadn't checked the weather. Oh. So I had my coat on. I was like, oh my gosh, here we go, minus twenty. Yeah. Oh, it was really nice. Yeah, <laughs> so it was it's nice such a try. it's such a stark contrast when you're in the plane flying from Vancouver to Edmonton yeah. when just like beautiful mountains and then it's just yes. flat prairies. So. I know. I was looking out the window. I was in the middle seat, and then they, the captain said, "Everyone on board." So I had yeah. all three seats to myself. Mm. I just sat on like at the window and yeah. stared out. It was so nice to see the different mountains. Flying over BC, it was just mountains, no snow, mm. and then as we got to Alberta, it was just pure white mountain. <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any hiking or do anything physical, like physical? Yes, yeah. of course. Whenever I go to BC, I have to walk around. Yeah. I yeah. got my steps in. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. yeah. I finally got to see, um, Stanley park. I wanted to see You've Stanley never been park. There. No, I oh, wanted to okay. see Stanley park my whole life. Yeah. And so what I did you do at Stanley it. park? I just walked around. Yeah. Did you walk the entire seawall? I did. Yeah. Yes. It was beautiful. Yeah, it's, I thought about uh, riding a bike because everyone yeah, were, was riding bikes, but it was yeah. really windy, so I didn't want to ride my bike in like the wind. <laughs> just fall off the seawall. Yeah, I just fall something. off the seawall. I know, but no, it was yeah. so nice. Yeah, I, I had no idea it looked like that. We were uh, we were in Vancouver this um, this summer. We usually vacation near the Sunshine Coast, but uh, we were in Vancouver on our last day, and we were in Stanley Park, but it was the weekend that, um, I don't know why, I thought this was pretty cool, but LeBron James was in Vancouver, and I I was just like, man, the king, King James is in the city. Like, this is pretty cool. I guess he was there for a Kendrick Lamar concert, but I was like, maybe I'll see him walking 
yeah the seawall but of course that was never going to happen but in my no. my small mind i was hoping for no it would have been cool to see him i think so yeah <laughs> I think so for sure. Um, that's yeah. Well, I think he's. Are you a basketball person or no? Um, I watch it with my son. He's a Raptors okay. fan, so okay. it's actually on my list. I want to take them to a Raptors game. I was hoping to take them when they were in Edmonton. I went. Did oh really? Yeah, it was awesome. It was amazing. Oh, it was yeah, the closest really I've ever did. sat to an NBA, like in the NBA, because I figured like it was preseason. It wasn't going to be that expensive, but it was. It was it still was fairly expensive. expensive. Um, I was able to get the tickets like they always have the pre-sale. And so I was able to get through there. So I got a decent deal, but it was still very expensive. But mm-hmm. it was awesome like to see the Raptors in Edmonton. And it was just, it was weird. Too, I wanted to go. I grew up in Toronto and I went to Raptors games there. So I know what the atmosphere is like. Yeah. But just to have them here was a neat experience. Yes. Different for sure. No, I didn't know they were in town until the day before. Hmm. Yeah, okay. I was just driving and then I heard it on the radio. And oh. so I looked online and just on Marketplace, it, they were too expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought they I wanted to the... a child, but then that wouldn't have been fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only one of you can go. The only one of you can go, yeah. Yeah, yeah. those tickets were to sale. I think the game was early October. Tickets were on sale like mid-August. So. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even know. Yeah. Bad. But maybe I can go to Toronto one day and take my kids because that would be fun too. But it it's, uh, it's it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, there's so much to do there. So yeah, I definitely encourage you to go see a Raptors game. Yeah. Oh, it's on my list. I think my goal for 2023 is to see more of Canada. Mm. Just see what else our country has to offer. I think everybody goes out of the country to travel, but there, we have so much to offer here. Well, I think people don't, yeah, people don't necessarily travel within their own country. Yeah. Like I have family in India where they don't even, they don't, they haven't traveled really throughout yeah. India. And I've had friends who've traveled more in India than they have. Like it's just. Yeah. And that's the yeah. same thing with the Philippines. When I want to go to the Philippines, but I want to actually see the country. I yeah. don't want to just stay at the hotel the whole time. Sure. Yeah. But in Canada, there's like Churchill, Churchill, Manitoba with the polar bears. Mm. I want to see that. I think that would mm. be awesome for the mm. kids. The polar bears, the polar bears get right in front of the windows. Is that really true? Like, is it, I they, was can looking gar- they can guarantee these polar bear sightings? I think so because they're everywhere. They're just walking around town. My son says it's illegal to lock your car doors in Churchill, Manitoba. Because people need to be able to jump in if there's a polar bear. I don't know if it's true. <laughs> I think you need to go and you need to yeah, report back. Yeah, I need to, to check. I need to yeah. make sure. It's it's going to be my duty to make sure that people yeah. don't lock their doors. You just, this ra- random, <laughs> random just person. walk and open doors. Yeah, hopefully there's there. no polar bears in town. Yeah. But yeah. no, that's something I didn't even know there were polar bears in Churchill until a couple of years ago. Mm, okay. That's yeah. just amazing to me. Is that your is that your dream Canada trip or is there another dream Canadian trip that you'd want to do? That is definitely one of my dream trips. Okay. Um, on like um, Google, there's always these pictures of places in Canada that you've never heard of. I want to go exploring in all those areas, just random unknown places. I think that would be really neat. But yeah. the problem is, I want to bring my kids with me. <laughs> Why is that a problem? Because then I have to make sure they don't miss school and they don't oh, miss gymnastics. Okay. Like, kids just get in the way of everything. 
yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but I want to travel with them. I want them to experience the world. My uh, my dream trip across is to take the train from one coast to the other. I was then, just looking at that. And then eventually get to PEI and play a little golf. That's my, yeah, that's my I dream. Yeah, literally just looking online before we jumped on here. It's called Via Rail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you fly over to Vancouver and then you take the train mm. all the way from Vancouver to Halifax. Did I was you, looking did at you that. It? Um, I was looking at the price. Yeah. It's about four thousand each. Yeah. yeah. So I gotta uh, sell a lot of life insurance for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to pay for my trip. Yeah. <laughs> um, dream trip or what? Any dream trips around the world? Like what sort of top? Yes, absolutely. I've always wanted to go to Europe. Okay. I want to see the Colosseums. I want to see the mm. Sistine Chapel. Mm. Everything that has history, I want to see it. Mm. Yeah. And Egypt. I want to get lost in the pyramids of Giza. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, so this is why I'm single, because I have to find a partner. Unless the guy <laughs> is exactly like me, it's a no-go. He has to be adventurous. He has to be willing to get lost in the pyramids with me. Well, this podcast is really about finding me a partner. That's yeah, why, so that's why we have her on. Oh just so that out of our, our out of the seventy or eighty people who viewed your last episode, I hopefully somebody will contact me and they'll be like, oh my gosh. I need I need her contact need info because okay. yeah. that's funny because at the conference, my teammates found out I was single, so they okay. went around talking to single guys for me. Yeah, yeah. And my senior marketing director was like, no, no, please don't. Not in the office. Right. But no, I'm happily single. <laughs> um, well, this is where we shift to how you told me you're a bit of a conspiracy person because oh, maybe gosh, that yeah. your your prospective partners might want to know how yes, like, deeply involved sure. you are in conspiracy. No, I'm just kidding. We, we should talk <laughs> we should crazy. talk we should talk about that because I think I think it's important we impeel these sort of things. Um, and, I think uh, you no know. one is surprised. Like when you're in a relationship, you want to make sure that the person knows what they're getting into. I, and I think that's one of them. I think that I would uh, there would be a problem between my wife and I if she told me, you know, X amount of years later that yeah. she uh, is a conspiracy theorist. Yeah, or a complete junkie in that sense. I'm not sure oh, if, yeah, if, if that's the case for you, but, but no, definitely not a junkie. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let, let let let's get there. But you know, we're recording on recording on Black Friday out of all days. So I was like, I was oh like, what's gosh. trending today? And everything is just like everything. this store is trending. This store is trending. I'm like, okay, well, that's not really interesting. But what is interesting is sometimes I don't know if you ever look at these kind of Black Friday videos. Um, every like after you know an event happens, but you look at like the Walmart Black Friday videos. Have you seen these in the past? Yes. It's insane. They're pretty. They're pretty notorious. Yeah, I mean, like people are trampling <laughs> each other to get their TVs. Which and is such. so disgusting. I don't, I don't understand that. Well, I wonder if that's returned with like great, with even higher energy because of the pent up oh pandemic, God. you know, and if people are just like, I got to get a return back to that. Even so, worse than that. Oh, that's maybe horrendous. People trampling. There's women like fighting over. Yeah. The, it's just. It's terrible. I don't. I, I don't understand. The yeah, human yeah, I don't mind. know. Maybe, maybe, hope, maybe online shopping's dampened that, but I mean, these stores got to compete, and I feel like Walmart's always. I mean, their profit margins are so high; they're gonna just they can. Get Walmart them. is the worst. You see the most interesting people at Walmart. Mm. 
I have a, I don't know if it was Black Friday or, Bo- I think it was Boxing Day when I was a kid. Boxing because Day. When I, was, when I was little, there wasn't Black Friday, but there was Boxing Day. And that was yeah. like an actual, just a single day. And I remember being dragged to like the women's clothing store yeah. by my mom and all my, my aunties and stuff and my sister and everything. And then I'd have to like stand in the corner because yeah. like all these women are shopping for their clothes. It was the worst day of my life. Like, <laughs> I used to I hated work it. at the mall in my 20s. I worked at Chinook Mall in Calgary. Okay. And Boxing Day was terrible. Nobody mm. was allowed to take the day off. And the mall opened early and we had to be there even earlier. Okay. To get the store ready. And there were people lined up outside the door waiting for us to open. I could never do that. Ever mm. since I left the mall, I have never gone on Boxing Day. That's just insane. I refuse. I hate crowds. I hate shopping. I'm not going. <laughs> I'm an shop- online shopper. Uh, well, I was going to ask you that. Like, are you someone who likes to just walk around the mall and just kind of look at things? Or are you more of like in and out? You know what I want? I'm in just- and out. Okay. I will deliberately park as close to the store that I'm going to. Yeah. So I can just run in, grab it and out. Yeah. yeah I hate shopping. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think your st- I think your stock just went up with a lot of, a lot of guys. <laughs> oh, man. Here just be like, like, yeah, I like- hate shopping. Yeah. I like the outdoors. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think this is working for you for sure. Perfect. It's what I've always wanted. That's why I agreed to be on here. Because <laughs> dating apps, no. The thought of going no. on a dating app right now makes me sick. So this is the next best thing. Well, I asked you last time why you wanted to record podcasts. You did. You failed to tell me this. Oh, yeah. I, I kept that hidden. <laughs> yeah. The truth <laughs> comes up. Yeah. Well, this will be her last episode. So. <laughs> no, it's like a dating app now. Yeah, yeah. A dating podcast. Yeah. Um, you said you have a lot on your mind. What's yeah. uh, what's weighing on your mind these days? Um, work for sure. Mm. It's just, yeah, I'm ha- I've been having trouble sleeping, just worried mm. about work because I have the two businesses with yeah. the clinic and then my finance business. Mm. Yeah. And then I'm a single mom. So I'm just, I. it's hard to sleep sometimes just with everything that's happening. That's the difference between being an employee. You go home, you relax. But as a business owner, I go home and I brainstorm. It's, uh, it's amazing me that, I mean, like two businesses, single parents, it's a lot for you to, to handle yeah. and you're, you seem like you're taking care of yourself and, and trying. That's, yes. That's pretty awesome. What would you say is, um, I don't know. I don't know if there's a biggest challenge, but what are <coughs> some of the, the main challenges that you deal with as a single parent? Like what are some tough ones? Um, I find I have to be both a mom and a dad. Mm. So I'm the sweet patient mom, but then I have to be the tough, disciplinary dad at the same time and And how does your how does your son react to you having to play that dual role like is that tough for him um my son actually he said something the other day that actually broke my heart because if you ask my kids how i am as a mom they'll tell you i'm the best mom it's actually really sweet Mm -hmm. but i asked my son i'm like how do you think i am as a dad Mm -hmm. and he says 
I don't know the answer to that because I don't know what a good dad is. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked because his dad is a good dad, I think. He's a better dad than he is a husband. So I had to say to him, I'm like, don't say that. Like, your dad loves you. He's doing his best. And he says, yeah, I guess. But, yeah, I don't know. I can't. You're definitely a good mom. But I don't know about being a good dad because I don't know what that is. Mm. So that really surprised me. But I do find, and like you have a mom. You're close to your mom. Mm. And everyone's told me this. The son and the mom's relationship is very special. And I find that with my son for sure. Yeah, I mean, I I imagine, um, I mean, I think about my daughter, right? I think there's like the father-daughter thing too, right? Like you, you you know, assuming that, uh, you know, my daughter wants to get married one day and she marries, as she marries a male, then like my mind is already thinking about like, okay, I kind of know how men think and all that yeah. kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So you connect on that level. Um, and so I imagine the same thing is true for for my mom, right? And yeah. so, um, I mean, there's there's that connection, just understanding yeah. the opposite sex. But yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's unfortunate and that's really sad to hear that. Um, it was that really sad to hear. But yeah. I know that he actually talks to me more than he talks to his dad, mm. especially about things that, his dad should be teaching him. Mm-hmm. His dad's very awkward. So when he asks questions, he gets really weirded out and he'll say, go ask your mom. She has the background in anatomy. So okay. then he'll ask me all these questions that I, mm. I'm personally not comfortable with it. Sure. Like about his sexuality and he's going yeah. through puberty and he's asking me about he's 12 girls. or 13. He's Twelve. Yeah. And he has a he's, crush at on this girl. point. By the way, he, I, you need to stop. You need to stop talking about this because he's going to listen to this and he's going to be. <laughs> I like, know he's going to be so Mom's stock just went down. <laughs> like this is yeah. Oh so. yeah, he doesn't like me talking about that. But yeah, no, I do have to be. That's definitely the most challenging part. I have to be both the mom and the dad. I have to talk mm. to him about things that a dad is supposed to talk to him about. And then with my daughter, she's only seven, but she's already really smart and she's asking me all these questions and just I want to say ask your dad but I know he's not going to talk to them about it Mm. it's all on me and I find too as a mom as the mom my ex seems to rely on me a lot more so if he has what do you mean by that if he has something to do he expects me to take the kids Mm. even though it's his week and if I say no, it's what kind of a mother doesn't want to take her kids. Mm. But it's his week. And yeah, I find that as a mom, you have to sacrifice a lot more. Yeah, that's uh, that's interesting. Like that, uh, yeah, there might be a lot of dad. There could be a lot of dads out there who um, just think that mom, know that mom's always going to be there. So I can kind of get away with that. Um no, I just the just the thought of that makes me like cringe inside. To to to, I don't know. I would just always want. Uh, I like I always want to be there for for my daughter. Like I my dad my dad was like um you know my dad died about five just five plus years ago and it was like he was always present in my life and so to lose him was like to lose this you know deep presence that I uh, hadn't felt before. 
but I, I revere him so much because he was always there. And I, you know, it was, it was, it was, you know, I remember going through, um, sex ed in, in high school and I tried to, I remember I freaked him out with some of these questions because he was just like, he he hung in there for an Indian dad. He hung in there, but, uh, it was, those were not some, I remember him feeling really awkward. I'm like, I'm just going to keep making him feel awkward here. I'm going to keep asking with these questions and see how he rolls, but at least he was there. And I, and I think that that would have been really difficult to have with my mom and I wouldn't even feel comfortable. So to place myself back at that age where your son is at yeah and uh and you you know you you're seem very progressive and you seem very you know yep. obviously you yep. you know the yep. human body all that you're willing to talk about these things and that's yeah. huge um but still like <coughs> as, a, as a young teenage boy it's yeah you, you don't want to go to mom for these things you want to go no, but he knows he dad, can so, yeah it feels good knowing that he knows he can come to me about anything yeah. it does feel good but same time I do wish his dad was a little bit more progressive, but I find um, the human body tends to be sexualized mm. and that's what I don't like. So mm. by when I talk to my kids about the body, it's I make it sound very natural sure. because yeah. for example, my daughter is in gymnastics mm. and they wear the body suits. Mm. Um, her dad makes her wear shorts. Mm. And so I have to explain to her, She's like, oh, I forgot my shorts today. Dad's going to be so mad. And so I have to say, you know, this is your actual uniform. When you're competing, you're not going to be wearing shorts. Mm. So if you're just be comfortable with your body, nobody's looking at you, you're here to just train. Otherwise, mm. she's going to feel uncomfortable in the bodysuit. And that's what they have to wear. Totally. And same with the male gymnasts in the class. The kids don't wear shirts. They just wear the mm. shorts. Okay. And my son was like, oh, how come they're not wearing T-shirts? That, isn't that weird? I said, not at all. When you watch the Olympics, the men, a lot of the men don't wear shirts. Mm. So I'm trying to just get rid of the stigma around the human body. So awesome, I don't think yeah. it's right. And no, I say sure. the proper anatomical names for all the body parts. It's it's the same thing we do with our daughter. Right? Yeah, we started right from the beginning. We didn't we taught taught her the right language, right? Yeah. And so it's just natural for her. But, yeah, very natural. Yeah. It should be. It's just a body part. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, thanks for sharing that. I, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, I um I was thinking about that last time, just sort of what you have to go through and just, you know, how your kids are having to deal with that. But yeah, to, to kind of not have that male figure, um, is, is huge. So yeah, a positive male figure. Yeah. Sorry. Positive male figure. <laughs> positive male figure. And I find the double standards is really bad. Mm. For example, I wanted to take my daughter to Sean Mendez concert and her dad was like, Oh, that's a little too mature for her. But then I find out li- couple months later he's taking her to red hot chili peppers oh okay (laughs) and my son pulls me aside and he says i couldn't sleep last night i said oh what happened and he says i just thought it was weird that dad wouldn't let you take her to sean mendez but he took her to red hot chili peppers Mm. so dad's a hypocrite (laughs) and i was just i just stayed calm and i said Mm. well as long as you know what's going on, I just want you to be aware 
what's happening? I didn't go, yeah, he is. <laughs> That's just terrible. <laughs> but I was in shock and I sure. just shot, like, nodded my head. Yeah. So yeah. the kids will see what's going on. And I just have to be the best mom and dad in one that I can yeah. be. But it's freaking tough, especially when they don't listen. It's, uh, yeah, you're, I mean, you're at the age where you're raising a teenager, right? Yeah. I mean, they know everything. Probably- yeah. Yes. So I, I know nothing and they know everything there is about life. What's your latest, like, oh, I am kind of, I'm an, I'm old kind of moment. Like, cause they oh. remind you that you're like, you're, you're out of touch with this mom. Like, oh I'm my really gosh, old. there's so much. Like, have you heard of YouTube shorts? Yeah. I had no idea. Well, I kind of, I kind of have to, cause I mean, I post on, on all that stuff. So, <laughs> Do yeah. you? Yeah. No, I am so out of touch with technology. My seven-year-old is punching buttons on my phone, setting mm. up her, my, my YouTube channel, and she's practicing her gymnastics on YouTube shorts, and she's editing mm. it. And I'm like, what the heck is all this? Okay, I need her help. I, I haven't got to that <laughs> level. but I have no idea. Uh. <laughs> no, I'm getting old, and all the TV shows that they watch – Alvin and the Chipmunks, Arthur. Mm. These are shows I used to watch when I was eight. Right. And they're brand new now. Alvin and the Chipmunks are in high school. Mm. They used to be like, bizarre. I know. And they yeah. have smartphones and they drive a car. I'm just like, I'm old. I am getting old. Yeah. <laughs> What's, uh, is there anything that's come like, any lingo or anything that's come from your son these days? Or you're just like, what? Yeah, what? I just so random things like, oh, my daughter, she's just like, hello, Avi. And I'm just like, what the heck is Avi? <laughs> Short for obvious. Yeah, obviously, then, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they say a bunch of stuff. And I'm just like, please don't. Mm. I don't know what any of that means. <laughs> yeah. But it's all technology. That's why it's good to not let them get exposed too much technology. Do they have phones? Um, so my daughter has a phone. That's mm. how she does all the YouTube shorts. My son just lost his phone, actually, mm. because, yeah, he was getting... Because you don't have a son, but I've talked to other people who have sons or little brothers. They get into their games mm. like it's real life, like they're actually dying. They think mm. they're dying. So I had to take his phone away because he is playing Roblox. I think I'm pronouncing it right. Roblox. Yeah, yeah, I see. And he's yelling at the game because it's not doing what he's doing and it's he's dying. But he honestly thinks he's dying. <laughs> so I take it away. Is he wearing like VR goggles or something? Like is No, that... not even. He's just oh. on his phone and he's yelling because I guess you can chat with other players in the game. So he's yelling at this person that's playing or somebody leaves. He goes to join the game. His classmate leaves. It hurts his feelings. So he gets upset. (laughs) Yeah, so apparently he had to have a talk with his teacher because his classmate kept being mean to him on the game. I don't know about these kids. So, yeah, I don't believe in all these games. It's just too much. Too much stimulus. Their minds. I, was, I was I was a huge gamer back in like um, late high school, early university. It was like 
we would have do you know what a land party is no see i don't know what any of this is <laughs> your son's gonna be like i like that guy so yeah he's gonna parties. talk to you i don't about know it. i don't know if land parties are still a thing but um but essentially um you'd go to these internet cafes and you and you'd play these video games and because you're all connected on the same network everything would be super fast so we'd always play these games like counter-strike and starcraft and i've heard of that yeah yeah, yeah. so so we'd play a lot of that Uh, but i just found out actually from somebody that um uh i think it was in vancouver that you can actually do virtual reality counter-strike where you're like all in the same room. Oh my God, and my so then you have like these hand, like you have the, you have, you're holding onto a gun and you actually oh, no. like are physically like interacting with people and you like can see them on the map. And I was like, that is wicked. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. My son would um, get kicked out of that one. Mm. Anything with shooting or interacting just drives him crazy. He will, he thinks it's real life. So we've had mm. to sit him down and say, this isn't real. Okay. This is not real. <laughs> yeah. Well, but I've talked to other people and their little brother does the same thing. Like they're screaming and crying and swearing at people. Yeah, it's not oh, real life. I, there's, a, there's a lot of, there's a lot of <laughs> chit chat. I remember I was going to be invited into like a clan because I got so good. And then it was just yeah. like, you'd be part of this like community and that's just so it's weird. like life it was a it was like my it's whole life for a summer like that's <laughs> all i that's all i did yeah but it, it, it's i know but it's it's uh you feel like a sense of belonging you know what i mean to this community like that, you belong in real life it's harder with, it's a lot harder it's a lot harder it well, requires a lot that, more work i'm not saying like i'm like that now okay like i have yeah you were socially awkward I have real people <laughs> friends and I interact with real people. Like I don't just talk to Good. people on a screen all the time, just once a week when I'm doing my podcast. Well, that's, that's what I've been worrying about with, with my son. Like he's yeah. that he might be antisocial. So wouldn't it be better for them to actually meet in person, not mm. just hide behind a screen? I've always wanted to find a guest where I could talk to them about the impacts of gaming and what that has, because I've, yeah. I've, I think the general, um, I think the general thought from people is that it has such a negative influence, but I think I've read some research that uh, where people said it's actually, um, there are a lot of benefits from, from gaming. Um, but yeah, I want to find somebody. There's pros and cons that. because, so my son has ADHD okay. and he's been seeing psychologists since he was five, but one of the psychologists we went to, um, he was against gaming for kids with ADHD because it did something to their um, brainwaves. Okay. But I did read that gaming on the other spectrum, gaming is really good for mm. kids because it teaches them reflexes, um, mm. critical thinking, mm. and then socializing with friends online. So yeah, like depends on who well. you're. Yeah, teamwork. Because then yeah. you're playing with other kids and you're like collaborating and planning. But then on the one side, one says it's not good for the brain, too much stimulus. And then the other one says it's good for thinking. Mm-hmm. So it would be interesting to find out what other people think. Because I know with my son, with his ADHD, within an hour of playing, it kicks in. Like his face is bright red. His eyes are all glassy. Mm. He gets extremely irritable his hands will start moving. Yet my daughter, when she games, she's perfectly fine. Mm. 
So depends on the child, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, because my daughter yeah. doesn't have ADHD. She can play a game just fine. And but just with my son, step away it, from it, no problem. Yeah, yeah, time to turn it off. My son, you try to turn it off, he will scream, he will cry. Yeah. It's a huge ordeal. Yeah. These uh, these video game companies, like I mean, I think they're it's it's a multi multi billion dollar industry, especially when you know you can especially through mobile gaming, right? I mean, yeah. you can just purchase all these little things, and people yeah. parents have their their phones connected to their credit cards. So like, yes. I've heard so many stories of like parents getting dinged with all kinds of outrageous bills because yeah, I did. Children is buying you, you that happened to you? Yes, my daughter mm -hmm. didn't know it was real money. Oh, okay. Because their phones are linked together. So I let my son buy something. And then but my like, daughter why is, was... Why is it linked to a credit card, though? Or you oh, no. That... So it was linked to my credit card, but their phones are linked to my account. So I can keep track oh, of what they're doing. Okay. She didn't know it was an actual card, but she kept buying all these things. <laughs> and then I kept getting email after email. And I just kept ignoring it because it, I just wasn't looking and then finally yeah. i looked and she charged over a hundred dollars oh my god yeah <laughs> and my son was so upset he lectured her on being irresponsible Aww. and stealing <laughs> stealing money <laughs> yeah so i took my credit card out but yeah. i was not expecting it because with my son it was never a problem but yeah my daughter just went on a shopping spree yeah yeah it's it's like this um, this virtual world that everyone's getting connected to. I mean, like Facebook changed their whole image and their yeah. brand. Did you hear about that to Meta? Yeah. And Meta. they're just, yeah. And they're just like, that is what they want to focus on is just that it's interesting. Like they've doubled down on that. Like it, it, to, they, they must see something that a lot of other people don't like a company yeah. like Facebook, um, you know, really, really intelligent people that they're mm -hmm. willing to like bet their whole you know, company on something like this is really interesting to me. Yeah, it is. Like, what are what do they know that we don't? Yeah, and like that's making you know, them shoot, like make all these decisions. Yeah, and and you know, there people are buying like virtual real estate and stuff. Yeah. You heard about this? Yes, I don't, not just I don't get it. Like, how is that? that how? I mean, people obviously can find value in all kinds of things, but like, it's. It's just, no. I don't know. Like No, there's these eggs that people sell. Okay. And people are buying eggs. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't get it. What do you mean? Like, what kind of, what, what, I don't know. Like what a virtual know? egg. <laughs> okay. I think it's called like NFT or EFT. Oh, yeah, okay. or, yeah. yeah, and this one guy just bought this egg. I just, yeah, to make him mm. feel good about himself. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I have crypto. I invest in crypto. But... I was going to ask you. That was yeah. my next question: Is yes. Um, how are you? How have you? How how's your crypto wallet these days? Um, not very good. Yeah, but right. I just I'm just gonna hang in there. Um, I've given up on Ethereum, and I might do Bitcoin again. But I'm focusing on XRP and Quant right now. Okay, and so how are you? Are you, would you say you're a pretty knowledgeable crypto investor or like what's your approach? I would to say this? I'm a novice, okay. but I have friends who are very good at crypto. So I always ask them for advice. 
what is very good in crypto? <laughs> very good in crypto, as in they know people who who know advise, people <laughs> advise them on crypto on okay. current events and which one to buy into, which one to sell right now. So I just ask them for advice. Okay, interesting. But the so consensus you... is so far XRP. So I'm gonna stick to that for now. Okay, and XRP. Uh, I don't know that coin, but is it um, is it supporting is it supporting some sort of blockchain network or is it? Uh, I'm sure kind of... I don't know. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. There's a lot going on with XRP right now. So until my friends say take all your money out, I'm just gonna leave it all in. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. I I'm in a little bit of crypto. The way I kind of see it is. Um, I'm trying not to get caught up in like the trading of coins, but yeah. like investing, like buying coins that are tied to, because essentially it's all crypto is based on blockchain networks, right? Like yeah. that's how that's how it all works. And so I'm trying to buy coins that I think based based on networks that I think are going to be strong. So like I mean, yeah. everyone thinks like the Ethereum network is going to be a really dominant one. So it make it could make mm -hmm. sense to buy the Ethereum coin. Um, I own a little bit of Avalanche. I don't know if you've heard of the Avalanche. Yeah. Networks I invest in there, but like when I see this crypto downfall, I mean they say it's going to be like a crypto winter because essentially mm -hmm. everyone's lost so much faith in like you know with you've heard obviously the news with FTX and what happened there, yeah. right? Yeah, it's so scary. I mean it's it it is scary and people say it's like the Lehman Brothers of crypto, right? And think of how long it took, you know, the financial system to stabilize after the. 2008 financial crisis so yes. we could be in for a number of years before people feel like there's trust built into that system but maybe it's a good thing maybe like it kind of you know i, I obviously i feel sad for people who would have invested a ton of money and just followed their oh, friend gosh. and or other people and they lost a ton but maybe this like re um creates a little bit more legitimacy and focus on like what crypto is actually supposed to be about because there's like so much noise in this space right like all these, and there's new coins coming out all All the these time. altcoins all like it makes no sense right like it, it yeah. like yeah so so hopefully it kind of there's a bit of a cleanup that kind of happens yeah. um and yeah again that sucks for a lot of people who would have lost the money but maybe then it it actually strengthens and and you actually get a a proper um you know you see some real blockchains that emerge and start yeah. to add the value that value. they're supposed to have yeah hopefully yes yeah yeah, that uh, I didn't really know Sam Sam Bankman or what's his name Sam, the guy who owns FTX, um, who essentially went back. I think it's Sam Bankman or Brinkman or something like that. But he's like in his twenties and he was just rolling in all kinds of cash. And then yeah. apparently, what happened was that um, the company Binance, which is another crypto yeah, exchange, Binance. they essentially um, were gonna invest in FTX and then they found something shady. So then they pulled out. And when they pulled out, that sent a signal to everybody like, oh, Binance is pulling out. Something's yeah, wrong here. Something's and wrong. then people started asking for their money. And then FTX didn't have it. And then oh, the, no. the floor came out from underneath them. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty bad situation. Yeah. Well, that's why people have to do their research, too. Yeah. Like you said, you can't just go by what other people are doing. I'm lucky because my friends are actually doing well in crypto. So I'm just going mm. to <laughs> I feel like you just named a paradox, but I'm gonna let you. I know, that out. but no, yeah. they're doing well. So, and 
like yeah they know what they're doing so i'm gonna listen to them they're doing well in life well i i I wish you well i hope everything works out for you yeah you don't want to take advice from someone who's not doing well in life yeah i do i mean i think sometimes though there are a lot of people who say they're doing well but then or can talk a good game that they're doing well but then I tend to trust the people who are not so, and I'm not. I'm not saying I don't know your friends. I'm not saying this is about your friends, but I'm just saying that I tend to trust people who are more low key. But you yeah. can you can you can sense they they know their shit, they know, but they're yeah. they're not they're not the people who are out there talking about it. They're no, they're, they're not more flashy. reserved. Yeah, yeah they're not flashy. They're more reserved. So yeah. yeah. No, I don't trust flashy people. They're always hiding something. Yeah. Yeah. Or trying to compensate for something that's missing in their life. Sure. Yeah. There's some sort of insecurity there. Yes, definitely. Yeah. I am. I do wonder what's going to happen from a government standpoint, like how they're going to respond to this. Because I don't think they can't. I, I think. I think they. I think they're going to be pressured to, or they're going to want to. Um, so I am curious to see what the the United States government will do in this situation. Um, and how heavy handed it'll be or because there's yeah. just a lot of people who don't who I mean, I I don't fully understand blockchain networks and their value, but there's going to be a lot of people who don't. And and so hopefully they have smart people in government who can who can advise and and do some good work there. But hopefully. otherwise, I don't know. I mean, the, I think there's some general thinking that, OK, it creates legitimacy if you do have some a regulatory environment and maybe that's a good thing. Um, but. I feel like sometimes governments can overcorrect in these situations. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you go to one end and then it comes back to something more, you know. It's one extreme to the other. Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes there's no middle ground. Yeah. Yeah. But you're. No, go ahead. But a lot of people are in crypto to get away from the government. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. It's supposed to be something more decentralized. (laughs) Yeah. But the the, the, the thing though is that like crypto was getting kind of centralized though, right? Like yeah. there's these there's the large players, lar- large um exchanges, right, that are kind of mm-hmm. dominating the scene. Like when you look at Chile, they have Bitcoin now as mm. part of their currency, which is scary. Yeah, which is it is it Chile that pegged their currency against Bitcoin? Or was there there was a there was a country that pegged their their I currency? I thought it was Chile. But Chile different? has Chile just elected somebody who um this amazing young president who had this amazing speech at the UN. Oh. And he talked yeah, he talked about like social justice and just was like very inspiring. Oh, wow. I, I listened to his speech. So um I don't know, he doesn't seem like doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would peg their nation's currency against Bitcoin. But maybe <laughs> this was before him, I don't know. Yeah, it could have been. Don't I know like a country did. Yeah, like, me too. I, either, I didn't know there's a country. Yeah, it was either Chile or Ecuador. I'm thinking Chile, though. Yeah, mm. don't quote me on that. But mm. it definitely affected a lot of... It did affect the cryptocurrency, though, after. Yeah. So. You have this... Uh, before we um, start recording, you had this thought about central banks. <laughs> because just... I think it's corrupt. <laughs> Okay, so I want to hear more about this. And, oh, that's not and, and I want to be I want to, I want to be I want to be clear. I got to drop my mic here, but um I want to be uh I want to be clear when you say central banks, do you mean like 
the Bank of Canada, the Federal Reserve? Are you talking about like the big banks like in Canada, like RBC, CIBC, like that? Like what are you, which banks are you talking about? The big banks in Canada. <laughs> so like you're talking about like the big four banks or something yeah. like that, like CIBC, RBC, all those? Oh, not just that. Like not a specific bank, just central banking in general. I have issues with central banking. I always have. My ex-husband okay. and I were actually both conspiracy theorists and we just believe that there are people out there that just do not have our best interest in mind. Yeah. Okay. So I I I I I'm gonna push you. I feel like we need <laughs> to distinguish. No, no, I, we need to we need to distinguish. Just like I just don't trust certain agencies, government, central banking. I just don't trust them. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's all. I I don't want to sound like a crazy person with all these no. theories and. I think, I think, I mean, I think it's a mysterious world. I don't think there's a lot of, I think, I think the central banks are trying to become more transparent. Like you'll see, for instance, um, where, you know, the, for example, the chairman of the Federal Reserve or the governor of the Bank of Canada, they'll do a lot more testifying in front of like the politicians, whereas that didn't really happen as much. Like, I think they're, I think they're trying to do better in that sense. But also, I mean, statements that come from these central banks are almost so cryptic, right? Like you have yeah. to have like, you have to have specialized have to training know. to understand, yeah, what each word means because each word is so powerful when they release their their uh, policy statements. So um, I think it is a secret word. But I mean, I, I don't know if I would say that the, the, the central bank um, that controls our monetary policy is trying to, um, you know, negatively affect the lives of, of people i think that they probably see it from a very systems point of view and they're trying to make sure that certain indicators and in, in a certain the economy is managed within a certain way or whatever obviously the private banks i agree with you i mean like their bottom line um are profits and i mean i was talking i had somebody on the podcast who is was an economist is an economist for rbc and he focuses on climate change. And I was like, well, why would the banks get, why would, why are you, why is RBC focused on climate change? And yeah. he's like, well, we care about markets and we know that there's, there's an emerging area and, and we know that this creates disruption to the climate change is going to create disruption to the economy. So we want to be ahead of the game here. And I mean, it's super smart, right? Yeah. Um, but it just didn't seem, it, it was, it was kind of odd that yeah. the, the banks have dedicated like policy people and researchers who are, who are thinking about these kind of big issues, but um, but yeah, I mean, I obviously for the private banks, they're they're profit driven. I'm okay with yeah. like, I mean, I feel like it's it's very clear to me that if you're going to get involved in banking and finance, that like earning a high income and making money is like you know a, a part of Prior. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I get that. I have a problem more so when it's other professions where like the focus is supposed to be on people yeah right like where it's supposed to be focused on helping people like healthcare, for instance yes. right i i have a bit of a challenge i feel challenged by when healthcare professionals for instance obviously healthcare professionals should earn what they're, they're not working and, for free yeah they're not working for free they need to earn what they're they, the amount of money they would have spent for education and training and all yeah. that sort of thing but I, I get challenged by when I see 
healthcare professionals solely focused on um, making as much Profit. money as they can yeah. um, for the sake, and, and, and if they're not adding a whole lot of value to their patient's care and their well-being, right? No. Um, like, I mean, I think like the system that, you know, for, for doctors, for instance, like the fee-for-service <laughs> Um, free for service model, right? Where every time they you go into a doctor's office and they bill you, yeah. and it just encourages more and more billing. I mean, I I am always hopeful that you you find a doctor that yeah maybe does that, but then you know they really provide you really good quality of care. Yeah. But I've been in situations where you go to like your your local walk-in clinic and they spend five minutes with you, but they charge the they charge the system like fifty yeah. bucks, you know, and I'm like. What was that for? Like that's yeah. just uh, all they're doing is just raking up the billings against against the government. Like to me, yeah. I have a problem with that. Whereas if like I have a friend and he's like in investment banking and finance, he went in there to make money, right? Like that <laughs> was his goal. Like it's very clear to me. I don't yeah. feel very conflicted by that. Yes. Um, obviously, I would love that person to have like some sort of altruistic side to him and or yes. her mm-hmm. and that they could you know <laughs> benefit society but yeah. if they don't i'm like eh, they kind of went into this they went into this space because they wanted to make money and that's okay yeah. so no i agree with um the healthcare profession that's actually one of the complaints when i lived in fort mcmurray the doctors just felt like it was an assembly line hmm. it was just patient after patient after patient right. and I do agree because I did go to one doctor and I would never go back to that doctor. The nurse did an amazing job making me feel safe and secure and taken care of. The doctor just acted like I was, like we were wasting his time. Yeah. Because I wasn't, I didn't need any medicine. It was just for a checkup. So that is definitely a problem. I think um, that's something I talked about with my kids, actually, being a doctor because you actually want to provide the right care for people mm-hmm. as opposed to some people just want to be doctors because it pays well. And, I mean, I also appreciate, I mean, that if you want to do well in your life and you want some financial security and i mean those are important factors i'm not discounting that right i I feel like i I feel like the primary objective if you're going to be in the healthcare space is that you want to serve people you want to help people and um you should be paid accordingly and you should be um paid for education and all that and 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 i think doctors should be paid well and or healthcare professionals you know should be paid well but um for it to be a source of like profiteering only um, the only yeah. that made that's a problem for me. So yeah, I had a client who was responsible for interviewing the doctors, hmm. and she she was really funny. She said she turned down a lot of students. Hmm. Like she wrote against them becoming doctors. She said she had a bad feeling about them. They mm-hmm. should not have been doctors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably profiting. <laughs> Yeah. They're probably more money focused yeah. than yeah. care focused. Yeah. Um, did you uh, hear about this uh, mission to the moon? Uh, no, which is so weird. Do you think 
everybody would be talking about it. I didn't see anything pop up on my What's, Google, my social no, media, nothing. That must be, you know, maybe it's just my algorithms is biased. But maybe, like, yeah. but I don't know, because when SpaceX launched a mm. few years ago, my phone blew up. So mm. I'm surprised this didn't. Because, yeah, with my algorithm, I like space and science. I'm a bit of a nerd. So it should have popped up. <laughs> Would you, do you find, I had this conversation with Kyle one time. Do you find that space is more interesting or the ocean? <sighs> That's tough. Because... I love the ocean. I think it's so mysterious. I don't know what's under there. It's who knows like how many other species we haven't discovered yet mm -hmm. in our own planet, which I think is mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. But there's just something about the unknown because with Earth, with space, you don't know what's out there. That's mm -hmm. tough. That's tough. I love both. <laughs> yeah, I think they're both. Um... I think they're well, both. Obviously, we, there's so much more explore. There's so much to explore with yeah. our own planet. Um, I think it's just the vastness for me. And every time I try to think about space, my mind yeah. hurts. There's something yeah. about that that just is very compelling. Um, but, but there's anyways, something this, about the ocean too. Like I like to believe the Mariana Trench still has some unknown species mm -hmm. down there. Mm -hmm. I just I pretend there's like mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be something special in the ocean that we haven't seen yet. It's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, there's so much we don't know. Uh, absolutely. Um, there is a, the mission essentially was that it's called, it's called Artemis one and they launched, um, a spacecraft to go, um, around the moon and then, um, essentially test various different things. Like I think they're trying to see like, how how much radioactivity is there and like can essentially humans um create a base on the moon right i think like mm -hmm. their, their hope is i think 2020 2026 i think is when their nasa is going to launch um wow. people to the moon and establish something that's and pretty soon actually it's not too it's not too far so this is supposed to that's really scary. inform that but there's some amazing pictures. Like you got to take a look. It's yeah, I mean, you look. see this blue marble like so far in the distance, and it's yeah. like you, they're the pictures of the other side of the moon, right, and the Earth, and it was just like wow, like yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah, I love space. My son is really into space, so he's actually the right one to talk about this. I don't think mm. he would agree about. Um, I don't know what he would say about colonizing the moon because he knows all about the atmosphere and the formation and yeah, I'm sure he's got some theories. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know what the purpose, I mean, I imagine there's multiple purposes. One could be that you could use the moon to slingshot to another, to go to like Mars. Yeah. Right. Um, if, if, if it allows for a shorter travel or something shorter like that, travel. but it's, and then would you want, would they be mining the moon? Well, that's, yeah, I mean, there could be some economic pieces there too. Yeah, that's um, what I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's there's unlimited possibilities. Yeah. Um, There's another one that was just amazing. It was called the DART mission, and this was probably a few months ago. But they were essentially, they launched, uh, they launched something into space to impact an asteroid and to see if they could actually get it to move. So that oh, in the wow. case of like, it was it, it was to te it was essentially to test planetary defense, and mm -hmm. so that if if an asteroid were ever to hit uh, on tra was in the trajectory of hitting Earth, yeah. 
that they could actually, you know, shift the trajectory. But just imagine this, the, I mean, we have computers that can probably do a lot of these calculations, I imagine, yeah. but just the, the modeling and all the thinking that has to happen to like get this, this projectile to hit yeah. this asteroid. really fast <laughs> asteroid. It's incredible. Like, yeah, I know. And yeah, science is just amazing. Everything they're doing up there is pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fascinated by space. So that's something I mean, my son and I have in common. Yeah. I was just reading um, yesterday that uh, the European Space Agency is going to trial um, essentially like uh, um, a solar-powered uh, solar like system in space so that it gathers the sun's rays and collects like unlimited energy because obviously like if you have solar panels on the earth you know yeah. by when the sun's up and down or whatever mm -hmm. but um but this way we would have constant energy and then it would transmit microwaves back to the earth and that's, oh how, that's how people could capture the power and so wow. they just start they're just starting this and so what they're doing is they're they they're just in a you know uh, a, a large space and they have this thing uh where it's um, shooting microwaves to this other receiver yeah. to see if it actually kind of works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I was like, wait, why are we doing this? I yeah. don't understand what's like. Like, I isn't know. there? Aren't there much more practical ways of doing this? But uh, that's that's the thing with engineers and scientists. They're just like, I yeah. just want to. I just want to tinker and do yeah. something different here. Engineers are definitely. Their minds are different for sure. Yeah. Yeah, but do you find like? Engineers, they either stay in the box or they think outside the box. Um, I mean, some I engineers are very square. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, yeah. I, I, um, I literally just had this conversation with a friend of mine who is an, um, who is a trained engineer. <laughs> and uh, I think I think that there's a lot. There are a lot of engineers who want to explore their creativity, but the profession mm -hmm. that they're in doesn't always allow them to. Like it's very cool. sort of um, technical and design and design oriented. Like they yeah. they're very limited in what they can do. Whereas a lot of the creativity happens by the people maybe below them, like the engineering techs and and that sort of thing. So. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I I imagine they got into the field because they wanted to build and they wanted to be creative, but I don't know yeah. if they always get those opportunities sometimes mm -hmm. in the jobs that they're in. So Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. But um anything else on your mind? Um Oh, what about those nurses that are coming from the field? Oh yes, yeah, yeah. I was mentioning how um yeah, I mean, there's a huge shortage of all these healthcare workers yeah, in, in Canada and I imagine other parts of the world. And so um, the government of Alberta has essentially signed memorandum of understanding with the Philippines to yeah. attract Filipino nurses to to Canada. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think it, I think it's interesting. I mean, I think it's it's uh, it's a creative way of of building up your workforce and. And I think the the most dominant language outside of English in Alberta is um, what's the what's the language that the the I'm gonna say it wrong. 
Try I, it. I, uh, <laughs> well, I'm going to spell it if I get it correctly. <laughs> okay. Is it, it's T-E-L-A-G-D-U? No. Oh, <laughs> not even close? I, it's I was, Tagalog. Taga, what? Tagalog. The Tagalog. Okay, Tagalog. so a white person would yeah. pronounce it Tagalog. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. I, I can't, no. But in the Philippines, the vowels are very blunt. So it's Tagalog. Okay. Tagalog. Yes. Very okay. good. Tagalog. <laughs> yeah, it's always funny when, like, White people are like, oh, you speak Tagalog. But how would you? How do you? How do you spell that though? Exactly as it sounds: T A G A L O G. I wasn't that far off. I was. You ever had like a D? Said, <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't. I didn't say D. I didn't say D. I thought you I said, said D at the end. No, no. We're gonna rewatch this. Oh, later. We're gonna watch it. And I, I think I said instead of the A's, I said T E G E L O G. Oh, okay. No, yeah. it's not Tagalog. Well, it's. Tagalog. Yeah, no, you pronounce it really well. Right. Oh, there's so many Filipinos in yeah. Alberta. It's crazy. Yeah, like yeah. they're everywhere. I I made a joke the other day on my Facebook. Every time Filipinos ask me if I'm Filipina, I pretend I don't understand them because they're always asking. They're always like, oh, "Are you Filipino? Or are you Filipino?" <laughs> they even asked my kids. It was funny when we were at Walmart. They asked my kids, like, oh, are you Filipino? And my daughter's like, yeah, I'm half. And she says, oh, where were you born? And my daughter goes, in my living room. <laughs> Which is true. She was born yeah. in the living room. Yeah. But Filipinos always ask, oh, where were you born? Which part of this, yeah. the country are you from? Yeah, and yeah. I remember... This one guy asked which part of the country I was from, where my mom was, mm. what my parents did for work. And my son yeah. looks at me, he's like, why was he asking for your whole life story? I know. <laughs> so now I just pretend I don't understand them. <laughs> but no, I think yeah, it's it great that the government is doing that because in the Philippines, you're either, their parents you either want you to be a nurse or a doctor. Hmm. Those two things. And if you're not any of those, you're a failure. I think it, for me, it was just interesting that like we, we, um, there must be a reason, but I mean that they focused on the Philippines, right? Like if yeah. there aren't any other they're all nurses. Yeah, Every maybe. single I mean, person, if... they, you're born, they are told to be a nurse. Like I can name probably five, 10 people in my family that all took nursing. Mm. Mm. Wow. I think only, I don't think any one of them ever ended up being a nurse, but they all took nursing because that's what you're mm. told. If you're a nurse or a doctor in the Philippines, you're regarded as like very educated and wonderful. You're going to have a great life. Your parents are going to be so proud of you. You're going to bring honor to your family. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's why they probably chose the Philippines because every person there is a nurse. Okay. Yeah, that makes that's sense. why a lot of Filipino women here in Canada are actually nurses, um, nursing aid attendants, because a lot right. of them were nurses in the Philippines, came to Canada, their degree wasn't recognized, and rather mm -hmm. than upgrading, they choose to be um, health care aides. Health care aides, yeah. 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 So they're still in the field but they're lower yeah 
unfortunately. Because that's why, like, my aunt is a doctor and the captain of her police precinct. So she's mm. very talented, very successful. She could come to Canada anytime she wanted with her degrees. Mm. But why would she when she's going to have to start at the very bottom again? Mm. Like, she's delivering babies in the Philippines and mm. telling all these police officers what to do mm. as a as a captain yeah, so to come she's here gonna... she's not gonna have that no, no. so it's very unfortunate that's... yeah and there are gonna probably be some people who wouldn't even accept her the same way she's gonna accept no like as she's a police, very as a police respected. captain right yeah. like even as a woman even if she probably as a woman and even if she made it through the system and she became an officer here in canada yeah. Um, there would still be there would be some people probably wouldn't see her no wouldn't see her with the same credibility no exactly very unfortunate but you did say that the government was going to help these nurses with that's what they said yeah Yeah, essentially essentially the filipino government will um, promote alberta as like a prime destination and in exchange alberta's government would uh would uh, help sort of ease the transition, help with licensing, yeah. all that. So hopefully, I mean, then you'll see with more our nurses. tax dollars. Yeah, yeah, and that's something I can get behind. I'd rather mm-hmm. put our tax dollars towards that than all the other crap our government puts our tax dollars to. And uh, we're out of time <laughs> for today's episode. No, okay. Well, As I uh, get all annoyed. No, no, no. But what's what's uh. What's like a couple of things where you get really frustrated, I guess? Um, lots of things. Sending our money out of the country. Um, don't get me started on... You mean like through foreign aid, you mean? Yeah. Okay. This I'm not heartless. I believe in helping people. I believe in humanitarian work. But mm. you should focus on your own people. Mm. Until your country is so strong that you can afford to help other people. Why not focus on our seniors, our veterans right now? Mm. And that's what bothers me when our own people are struggling. And yes, there will always be people in other countries that will need our help, but we should help our own people first. So, and I'm not saying you're saying this, but, um, are you, would you want all countries to just stop their foreign aid? No, and that's the tough part. It's a double-edged sword, I know. It's yeah. tough. It is, like, I'm not a heartless person, but it bothers me seeing our own citizens. Well, struggling. I mean, that, by you saying that, obviously it shows that you're not a heartless person. I mean, it's, you're not saying that, like, okay, don't send the money uh, outside the country because I want more of that. I want more of that pie. Like you're not. No, absolutely that not. Say, I will keep working, but you, I you want, want to go to, to see, people. Right. Yeah, I want our veterans to be taken care of. I want sure. our seniors to be taken care of. Yeah. Our school systems. Um, we're fortunate enough to not really be affected by what's going on with the public school system. But my friends and clients, their kids go to public school. They're not happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know how much uh, what Canada's foreign aid budget looks like. Um, I imagine it's uh, probably increased with um, with the current government, uh, but I hopefully hopefully it's being used effectively. If anything, yeah. I mean, there's been a lot of spending overall with this government, and so um, to to support 
people in a number of ways, but um, yeah, I, th I think I think if you had a, a, system, a world without any sort of foreign aid, we'd be there'd be a lot of people in trouble. I think, I think so. There's, yeah. So. Yeah, I'm not going to get into Donald Trump and. <laughs> uh oh. A lot of he people hated him. He did, he did announce his candidacy for president again. A lot of people hate him, but when he was in power, the states were doing good. All right. We are going to save this one for next time because I think we're going to have some disagreements here. Yeah, I know. Not, not probably, but we probably we will probably have some disagreements will. on that one. Yeah, don't come at me. <laughs> I'm not going to come at you. I think it's important that we – I think I think it's a – you know, I have uh, – I'm not a first. Donald Trump supporter. No, no. That's uh, – But he put I, his country first. Even even – you lost me as soon as you said that. I was like willing to have a conversation with you, and then you used a lie. I'm not a supporter. I know, but you just oh god. What I was going to say was that um, I have a friend who is uh, you know him and I. If we weren't friends, we would never probably we'd have a hard time talking to each other. But I always say like when you, when you know somebody's family, it's harder, it's hard to insult them to their face. Yeah, you actually have to, you're forced to have a proper conversation. So yeah. like, I, I'd love to talk to you about your different thoughts on things. Um, and uh, I think it's important. I think we all should be having rich conversations. I think it, it's, it's really bad when we're all like you see in the States and this is creeping up in Canada too, where, people on the other side of a political spectrum are seen as the enemy. Like that's yeah. terrible, right? Like, yeah. like we can, you should be able can, to talk about your differences. Absolutely. We should be able to talk about it. We're not always going to agree and that's okay. No. I think the challenge though, is that if we're going to have conversations though, there has to be some, um, we have to acknowledge basic facts and that's yeah. something that is being lost sometimes is people are talking about things when they don't even know what they're talking about. Um, you know, basic things, right? It could be basic scientific things now that are being questioned. Like it's that that is that is a problem because then how do you ha how do you start anything? How do you have any sort of conversation? So, um, that I, that is that is a big issue. But otherwise, um, no, I'm 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 happy to and and I think like you know, for example, if you go back to 2016, when Hillary Clinton called Donald Trump supporters deplorables, like I think that was a huge mistake, right? Like just because people voted for Donald Trump. They doesn't make them all, you know, all horrible people or, or whatever. People believed in, in a certain message and, and what he was saying and, and they identified there are a lot of Obama supporters that voted for Trump because yeah. they, they, the message that Obama sold, uh, sold them on and how he tried to connect with the common person, Trump was able to do that. And Hillary Clinton wasn't able to do that. No. And so. I have my theory about Hillary as well. <laughs> Yeah, right. conspiracy theories. <laughs> I okay, don't trust well, either. Either, either my my podcast is just gonna take <laughs> off. Or it's gonna tank. It's gonna go either one of these ways. I have no idea. Otherwise, I'm gonna get a bunch of conspiracy people subscribing, <laughs> or I'm gonna get a, increase it. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. No, no, I wouldn't erase it. Man. It's important to have these conversations. Um, yeah. Uh, Thanks for the chat. I really, I really enjoyed it again. Um, hope to have you on again if you, if you want to bring all your conspiracy stuff. It's, it's all good. 
um as long as it's not hurting anybody and you're not no, saying things I that, would are, never do that, that are mean and unkind then, then no definitely not so no but uh i hope you enjoyed yourself and uh yeah we should do it again uh soon yeah definitely okay. thank you for having me again you bet appreciate having you all right everyone have a great uh great rest of your, your day and thanks for joining me and, and may here and see you next time bye everyone <laughs>